Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made, come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 186. Oh, for fuck's sake, that... She's a cute lady. She's a cute lady. Look at that. Holy hell. She is. I mean. That's a model. I mean. I love my favorite part is the hands. She's like, I sit like this. Is it 13 months? The hands. One. Hello, hello, this is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we work on our inner thigh muscles so we can pole dance like J-Lo. I am your host, Nagin Farsad, and oh my God, is that woman not a paragon of athletic dancicity? I mean, right? I just made that up. Does it work? Dancicity. It did work. I mean, fuck me with those thighs. I just want... Hey, that's my line. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, ladies and gentlemen, you we can have a say it. It's different. in the mix. I know. Lesbian well, says right, it. No, I, right? <laughs> I just am like, she's so fucking strong and amazing. I was. I know there was a lot of controversy. Right. I watched that controversy. Hustlers. That didn't I'd like make any to say sense to I me. watched Hustlers yes. on a plane, and you know, sometimes you watch movies on a plane, and it's like your little self-conscious that yeah, people yeah, are yeah. watching you watch. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. That, yes, yes. And you want to like put up a sign that's like. But I really, I'm not sexually aroused by what I'm watching right, currently. Except that I couldn't put that sign up. And I wanted to be put up a sign that's like, I'm only watching for J-Lo. Like that movie, 
was hideous, and she was so. I heard it was a bad good. movie. That's no, why I did she not was watch so it. good, and yeah. she was so smoking. Oh my god, disagree! So really? I thought that movie was great, Talk and me I thought it. I thought the the director should have been nominated for an Oscar. Oh wow! Oh, First no. disagreement of the podcast. Uh, Go. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm not even talking. About I know we're this. like talking about this like um, 18 years after it came out. No, I know, I know. Well, yeah. uh, we sorry. will uh, not be sharing any further thoughts on that issue. <laughs> if you would like to tweet at us your thoughts, please go for it. You know what? Let me go ahead and just talk about what we will talk about. Instead, we're gonna ta- we're gonna talk about something way less awesome than J Lo's thighs. We will be talking about uh, the State of the Union Variety Hour and Awards Gala. We'll also talk about impeachment, uh, the crazy mishap in Iowa, and uh, Joe Rogan rearing his head into the political process. Uh, so, uh, joining me for the first time, but I've known her for fucking ever, uh, and she's so brilliant, and, oh, I just, I'm so glad you're here, you guys, It's writer and author of the book, Op- The Opposite of Hate, which I have at home, and it sits proudly on my bookcase, uh, and I, like, look at it fondly, uh, and I have read it fondly, but I mean, it was, like, a year ago or something that it came out, um, I love this book. I love this woman. You guys, it's Sally Cohn. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. My life has peaked. That was going to be the best introduction <laughs> of my life. Uh, so now we all know the answer to the black hole question. <laughs> my future is now dark. It's, it's dark. It's, it's because that was it. That was peak. I love you, too. Um, you guys, I'm also joined for the very first time. Uh, a stand-up comedian here in New York Indeed. City. He's also a writer. He's so funny. Um, he's just got like this fascinating background also he played soccer as a child i don't know it's just <laughs> this guy is he's from haiti i don't know it's like an a font of interesting shit from you guys it's tj hi tj hi thank you, you want to tell them the, the beautiful pronunciation of your actual name well uh my actual name is pronounced tanayel joachin that's how my tanayel mother people in haiti would say it tanayel but then joachin. when i got to middle school people started fucking up my name even haitians were fucking it up so i was Oh, oh, this is going to be a long road ahead. Right. And then I came to America, and then it now was so the much worse. So I was like, you know what? Call me TJ. We're going to call you TJ on this show yeah. um, as per your own request. That's right. Uh, Thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. And on that note, let us get into topic number one. Okay, so Tuesday night was the real lawmakers of Washington, D.C. State of the Union Watch What Happens Live address. Uh, Donald Trump started by not shaking Nancy Pelosi's hand. Nancy then introduced him by not saying anything like, it is my honor to introduce or whatever. Because it wasn't. Because it wasn't. Um, And then uh, he talked forever and then she tore up his speech. That is a basic summary. But but before we get into... (laughs) That's the best summary. That's really what happened. Before we get into, like, the drama surrounding the speech, let's talk about the speech real quick. What did you guys make of it? Any memorable moments? How did you feel watching it? Moments. moments. I really, yes. There Which were is mo- a Trumpism. There were, no, 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 no. There were moments where I moaned. <laughs> there were, therefore, moments. That was not Sanctuary. a mis- The State speak. of the Union made you moan? That's no, so, okay, 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 okay. Oh, groan. 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 okay. Yeah, not, it's like, mm. like, moan in a groan way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. I was Sorry. Like, oh. I'm glad we're clarifying. Um. Uh. Hey. True confessions. I didn't watch. Hey. 
What are you True reading? Confession, I, I watch what? after I got the podcast details. <laughs> like, all right, I'll watch this. Because yeah, no. State of the Unions to me are all the same thing, basically. It's just somebody doing a progress report in their job. Of course, they're going to tell you they're doing the greatest job in the world. Of like, course, it doesn't right. make any sense right, to me. Right, they're all right. the same. No, they're ridiculous. And they change the facts. And then the next day, you're like, all right, let's fact check whatever this guy said. And 100% of the time, it's 100% lies. Even yeah. Obama did it. That's just <laughs> what they do. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not even remotely. Not, remotely it's not the same. But the same for this guy, it's going to be insane. That's just yeah. what he does. Yeah, it is yeah. what he does. I mean, my thing was like... Look, I was already uh, leaning toward not watching it because... Um, as an act of uh, rebellion? I, well, as an act of rebellion or also because I have a concussion. Oh. And <laughs> so I'm getting over a concussion and I was like, well, well you know... True story. She did have a concussion. Story. I do yes, have a concussion. Yes, yes. And we and we're back, now a week or so story. into the concussion come impeachment night. And, you know, there's a real risk when you have a concussion of getting a secondary concussion. And... You know, usually when I watch Donald Trump speak, I find myself banging my head on <laughs> the nearest hard object. So, like, that, that was the risk. That was number one. And that then number the two. Risk. And I was like, but then I was still guilt. I'm like, oh, but, you know, like, I should be tweeting. I should be right, watching. Right, we can talk right. about it. And then, and then I, I saw the leak that he was going to present live the Medal of oh, Honor God, yeah. to Rush Limbaugh. That I was like, oh, one of the worst fuck to the hell, I'd to the no, seen. I am not. Watching this. Let's talk about that. There was no, that's never been done before in State of the Union history. I don't think so, no. Um, And so it happened for the first time. And it's interesting because if you think about like the people that have received the Medal of Honor, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know. um, I can't think of Maya Angelou, for example, has won it. Right. So he's joining Bill Russell, just exemplary individuals, (laughs) like outstanding people. Right. right? That's the idea. Um, And so and so so for those who don't know, Rush Limbaugh uh, came out with the news a few days before the State of the Union, that he has stage four lung cancer. Um, so, so I can don't... I just say I wish him nothing but a speedy recovery, so he can live to see the realization of the diverse, inclusive, and equitable country he has fought his entire life to pre- prevent. I want to just see him oh, man. actually witness yeah. the future that he can't stop. Uh, so I. I I do. I, I, I mean, I yeah. do hope he heals up. No, yes. And Same. because, boy, does he want to see but, this. Wow. Seizing yeah. that. I mean, this, and the, I hear that. Can I tell you guys something, honestly? Yes, please. <sighs> Was like, everything else I'm a lie? <laughs> no, I know. Can I start telling the truth, you guys? Yes. Um, I, like, welled up when he got the Medal of Honor. Not because I'm a fan of his at all remotely, but I was just like, oh, this man has this like very serious cancer diagnosis. Mm -hmm. He was welling up. I just like, you know, he, his wife was there. Like there are people that love him, even though I am not one of those people. It's a sad moment, but it's because he's a human being at the end of the day. And I do, you know, and we all do wish a speedy recovery. Um, But he is also um, really has presented some mm-hmm. of the most despicable ideas, like in you know, in political history. Yes. I mean, I was giving a re-listen to some of his clips um, on the media, pulled together some really mm-hmm. fantastic clips from him, and one of them was just like you know, like for kids who don't have school lunch during the summer, they should try dumpster diving. So that's not even. It's like 
so anti-humanity to say shit like oh that. My God. I mean, there's a whole list. Did you see there, the one about him making fun of, uh, what's the guy with Parkinson's famously? Oh, Michael J. Fox? Yeah, he was making like a weird impression I of mean, him saying things. that he hypes up this disease. Just, I he's, mean, he's I Trump if Trump was a radio host. That's right. basically what. They're like yet, brothers, here we are not, like, so it makes sense. This is one of these moments. I want to say he's sharper than Trump. I like... Record. I like, I'm proud Maybe. to be a lefty, right? Maybe. Because right. you know what? Here is someone who, and I know this is hard in this moment. And, you know, I mean, you yeah. talked about my book, but like, this is, this is it. This is what I believe that if you really believe in equal humanity mm-hmm. and dignity for all people, then you have to believe in it for all people, even the people who deny your that own you disagree humanity with, yeah. and dignity. And here we are. No one's like making us, but we're doing that. And that's one of those moments. Like, I'll tell you, I didn't well up later when I saw the footage of that. <laughs> but I will tell you, Nagin, I well up hearing you say that you well, that, that yeah, right yeah, because yeah. that in other words, that you can still access right. your fundamental humanity and your connection with this other person as a human being who is suffering. Right. Right. In spite of all the suffering he has caused. Yeah. And that's what it should is be. Is why I'm proud to be progressive. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that's one of the few things the left has over the right. In some ways, we still have civility. I mean, I see some of the left is losing it mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah. Like the far left, people just wishing, oh, I wish Rush Limbaugh would just die right now. I was like, like okay, nope, can't what, what are you no, trying no, no, to do? No, no. What's That's your point correct. here? This yeah. is a guy with a family. He has a wife and kids will love him. You don't love him, but there's people in his life who do. So what's the point of this? You becoming this guy, really. And I think the interest, I mean, I think the, the, the thing with the entire State of the Union was that there were, it was really, there were a lot of moments like this that were mm. designed to pull at our heartstrings. So, which, you know, it, it was, this is a tactic. They always talk about individuals and then they bring the individual into the thing. Every president does this. It's um, classic emotional manipulation. It's classic emotional manipulation. Yes. And, it works. And, and it totally <laughs> works. And I mean, you know, like there was, um, you know, a the, woman whose the, daughter. The soldier who gets the surprised. soldier getting the soldier back. getting reunited. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, we're not monsters. That's beautiful, course, you know. Yeah. Like that's great. I also got to tell you, the speechwriter in me, yeah. right? Like I, I, you know, yeah, I ghostwrite people's speeches. Yeah, uh, it was it was actually it was his a good best written speech. It was a right? good speech. And yeah, there was some they, like there garbage, some... like Hallmark cards at the end. Totally and completely. But, but there usually was some he doesn't even there. get to any kind True. of soaring kind of pseudo presidential rhetoric. True, and he did, and you know, I mean, look, this only gets to the part about the bleak yeah, future. That's why but, like, I wasn't like uh, yeah. interested in watching it because it's very it's very hard for a state of the union speech to be bad because you have everything at your disposal to make this good right a good and theatrical experience it's like has there ever been a state of the union where the president went look guys i'm fucking up i don't know what the <laughs> fuck is happening right now this union is not going as well as i thought I would love to see that one day, but no. I, I also, I want to... Um, Let's hope for next year. <laughs> I, I do want to point out that, like, in case it wasn't abundantly clear that he made repeatedly false claims, there's a lot of articles yes. that you can yes. read with the repeated false claims. I'm just going to point out a couple. Um, he talked about, like, you know, before I came into office, if you showed up illegally on our, on our southern border and were arrested, you were simply released and allowed into our, into our country, never to be seen mm-hmm. again, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's not true. Obama was called deporter-in-chief for a fucking reason. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, all that stuff was a lie. The USMCA will create nearly 100,000 new high-paying American auto jobs. That's also not true. 
Um, some some speculate it'll create um, in the neighborhood of twenty three thousand auto auto industry jobs. Um, some estimates have seventy five thousand, but anyways, it's not a hundred thousand. In I don't the, think he understands that. Two separate estimates. You don't get to add them together. Right. I think that's I know. Uh, He's exactly. That's like um, it's like he doesn't know where you know Kansas City right, <laughs> can right, be in Missouri. He's right, like, yeah, I'm confused um, here. And then this one really got me for this. Just this just angered me because it's. Um, he said in the eight years under the last administration, over 300,000 working age people dropped out of the workforce in just three years of my administration. Right. 35 million working age people have joined the workforce. This shit drives me crazy because uh-huh. he's trying to like completely erase the eight years that happened before him that were actually on the heels of a recession uh-huh. and that pulled us out of that recession, right? Mm-hmm. And and into like. You know, it is okay, and it is, in fact, presidential to admit that something ever positive happened before you. You know what I mean? Oh, he can't can anymore. I mean, I know. True. No. Not yeah, we don't. It's, no. I, you know what? If I'm ever president, guys, I'm going to go ahead and recognize nice things that my previous presidents did. I'm just saying that. And <laughs> you know I, what? And, Nagin, we wholly expect you to fucking <laughs> violate that promise. I mean, it's, um, yeah. Because, by the way, during the eight years of Barack Obama's presidency, the labor force rose by 5.06 million. So that's how that's how we came out of a re- recession. Trump is trying to take that, credit right? for the whole thing. The, felt the, economy like, and the whole thing cre- felt yeah. like Obama was dating this woman and got her pregnant, but he had to leave. And now she's showing and Trump is like, look at this baby. I made with this woman. <laughs> it's all my work. I did it You're like the guy before you did this. Now you get to enjoy the results. This is not oh, what's happening. I got happening. nothing on top of that. the most ridiculous <laughs> that analogy I've ever heard. Phenomenal. Um, so, yeah. So I, and, and I also just want to, in closing out on the State of the Union here, talk about his There character. were more lies, just oh, so we're clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that many was lies. just like three okay. so like, ones that I thought okay, were, cool. were great. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> We're podcast worthy. Um, he took mi- multiple swipes at socialism. Now this yes. uh, this feels like a kind of like preemptive strike uh, striking at Bernie of move. Ah, uh, <coughs> contraire. No, okay, well, I mean, let's here's hear the thing. It. Let's uh, yeah. let's not forget that the socialism line from the right has its origins. And none other than one Barack Obama. In other words, Barack Obama, uh, who was, by pretty much any sane rational measure, yeah. a pretty conventional centrist politician. Very centrist. Right. right? I mean, he, he, it's yeah. interesting because one of the things he did was he kind of ran as a almost pseudo-progressive populist, the hope he yeah, changes yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the kind of movement ethos that he tried, the organizer background. But he was actually... He both in his life before presidency and his actual presidency was a very kind of middle of the road guy, as you yeah. mentioned, deporter in chief. Mm-hmm. He, you know, uh, re-signed the Bush tax cuts. I mean, he yes, did some yes. very progressive things too. He dropped the public option from healthcare. We could go on and on and on and on and on. And the right called him a socialist. They called him a socialist. Remember when they called Obamacare socialism? Yes. Right. Even without the public option, they called it socialism. So, and they found that that smear works. Yes. So what's interesting is, is it just so happens, yes, that Bernie is a democratic socialist. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Bernie, who I am not supporting in this race, just so we're clear. No, but I will still defend his his views. As right. uh, and by the way, part of the reason his views are popular is because there is a rise in support for some 
democratic, equitable alternative to yeah. disaster capitalism. If which Bernie the right gets the pushing, nomination, would you? But they're going to. My point is, oh, I'll support whoever oh, gets okay. the nomination. Okay. Yeah, sure, no question. Sure. But the point is, whoever the fuck gets the nomination, they're going to call him a socialist. They're going to, yeah. Right. It doesn't right. matter. Amy Klobuchar, really doesn't matter. Amy Klobuchar yeah. is going to be a socialist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does not Pete's already a matter. socialist. Everyone's they have a socialist. figured out it works. That's true. So right. just so, they're so we're just clear, using that's it. why it's, it's a It's, it's a not just Bernie specific. It's just everyone on the list. Yeah. Just to add on to that, I feel like it's going to hurt pretty much anyone but Bernie the most because that's his platform. And that's the thing that concerns me about him because I love Bernie. We'll talk about that. You hold those thoughts until we get into into that, uh, (laughs) into the election. But... But I but the swipes of socialism were interesting. The talk the, the talk about you know your health care. I mean, he said something like, "However, 180 million people are on private health care and they're very happy," which was a laugh line um, because I you know again mm-hmm. people who are happy with how health insurance have not used it. Uh, I have mm-hmm. very minimally used my health insurance. It's supposedly great. It's like a so it's like a supposedly great like freelancer's health insurance. And uh, and I have to battle for a small like, you yeah. know, I just got like a bill in the mail for like thirty five dollars for a thing that was supposed to need be zero dollars. And I'm just like, I'll just fucking pay this. Should I just pay this thirty five dollars mm-hmm. that I shouldn't because I, I don't want to battle? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that kind of stuff happened. And luckily, this is just like thirty five dollars. But like. There are bills that come in for 150, and then you're like, and also 35 bucks is a lot to a lot of people. Do, is a lot right? to a lot and of people. 350 is definitely a lot to yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, man, I have the worst American healthcare story. I don't know if you guys want to hear it. It's it, it's a short story. Yeah, I'll give it to you real it. quick. When I, I moved here in 2008, yeah. college in Long Island, Adelphi University, and one night I was in my dorm room and I had like some stomach pain, yeah. so I went to the they have Nurse, like a little yeah. nursing thing on campus, and they were like, oh, we can't find anything wrong with you, but you're still in pain, so we'll send you to the ER. Okay. They sent me there. I spent oh, about God. an hour just waiting, and nobody saw me. And then finally, they saw me. They took some blood, did some tests. They're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just regular pain. Okay. So here's some pills and go home. Yeah. So I took the pills, went home, and I thought everything was fine. Mm, and then, two weeks later, I got a letter oh, in the mail is. for $1,187. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yes. For about an hour spent, in the ER and basically some pills. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it mm-hmm. is. That's America. And I just didn't mm-hmm. pay it. Oh, you... It, it, you just didn't pay it? No, I just I, didn't. I just still, Did you, like, like counting against you? Should we start they, a GoFundMe? I know. Are you... Are they after you? Like, <laughs> I was like... Have you tried to 11 buy a years house? ago. What's so going on, So basically, I called them and I was like, I can't pay this because I... I spent an hour there. That doesn't make any sense. They were like, well, we can put you on a payment plan. And I was like, fine, put me on a payment plan. So I paid $100, you... uh-huh. and then I just stopped paying it. Nice. And then they didn't call me since. I mean, right. I dream of doing that with my student loans, but I haven't tried it. You know, look, <laughs> I, look I've, got, I've got Obamacare. Uh, uh-huh. For my partner, myself, my kid, we pay 18 hundred dollars a month for the silver plan which includes a thirteen thousand dollar annual deductible so i'm just gonna say that fucking sucks it sucks now i just want to also be clear like let's go back to again though it's not the reality because the reason the republicans are scared right now and they are scared right like that this that trump represents in so many ways a backlash or as van jones would say a white lash and right and this attacks on socialism because they're watching the elite capitalist and political structures that have bolstered 
the Republican Party and the powerful elites and systems in this country start to fail and people are frustrated with them and they are interested in alternatives. And so they, instead of defending a system that is, in effect, failing, they're attacking the alternatives. But so we're clear about this. It's a dog whistle in particular, right? When they talk about socialism, what they're saying is, right, the idea of dog whistle racism, right, in politics is like... I'm not saying anything overtly racist, so no one can accuse mm-hmm, me of being mm-hmm. racist. Yeah. But what they really want their base to hear, because they're not trying to persuade anyone. Trump is not trying to persuade anyone. He just wants to turn up and base, fire on his base, base. base. Is what they're trying to persuade is to hear is these Democrats want to give hands up and hand and hand uh, and help handouts. and whatever handouts right, right. to people of color. Mm-hmm. And immigrants. Because the whole lie in America is pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You're going to get fucked. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the, what the socialism <coughs> word is meant to connote, and that I think and is it, the, it works is all the time. That's the part that scares you. me because I go in the middle of America sometimes and do shows, and there are a couple of words that scare middle of America, and socialism is at the top of that list. What is so up with interesting. that? I don't know. I mean, because I wasn't. I I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's a vestige of the Cold War. It's a vestige right. of sure. like you know this kind of post World War Two era <coughs> that I you know. So it's it it's before my time i don't understand how or why it started but that's not for us to decide right now because we have to take a quick break oh well, for fuck's right. sake we're just getting into like <laughs> no, but you, you just i mean but you just summarized it which is uh what would you say like um they're gonna uh, stick with me because they're gonna fuck you or something <laughs> <laughs> that is the summary. I mean, that's American politics with me right gonna now. Fuck okay, great. You. Um, let's take a quick break and you learn about our sponsors. And then when we come back, uh, we'll talk about other things. Other you- things. <laughs> Could be any things, but other things for sure. <laughs> this headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers. Aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Today's show is sponsored by Prose. This is kind of, I feel like, you know, I'm on some sort of Lord of the Rings journey 
trying to figure out skincare. And I feel like this customized skincare line is really got my name on it. Basically, every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skincare, I tried the skincare just recently, is made to order and it's personalized. It's got a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs, like specifically you. And then the way they do it is you take this great, like in-depth quiz, basically. They analyze over 80 factors for a complete view of your life, your beauty goals, Um, Like I have oily skin that's also dry, which is just a fun little conundrum. I live in New York City. Like we've got these four seasons. My my face gets weird during seasonal shifts. Um, I all of these things I got to kind of talk about in like in answering the questions. Um, The other fun thing was they asked us at the end, like, do you like a creamy type of moisturizer or like a less creamy kind? And I was kind of like, I think like less creamy. And they were like, that's fine. Like you can do that, but we think for your skin type, creamier is better. And I never knew that. So I love that there's so much kind of personal information that goes into creating this. I got my stuff in the mail very quickly after I got a wonderful serum. Like I said, this very creamy moisturizer. Um, And this also very just delectably creamy cleanser that just kind of feel like I, I think it's possible that I've been washing my face with just like harsh harshness for like many years because when I saw this cleanser I was like oh is this what it's supposed to feel like it's supposed to feel like a little bit of a delight on my face that's not what I've been doing so I don't know guys and here's the thing you don't have to take my word for it in a third-party double-blind dermatologist supervised controlled clinical study um, which is like the gold standard for research studies Pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives, which just sort of totally makes sense on a just logical level if you think about it. Just it makes common sense. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% of your first subscription order at pros.com slash fake the nation um, will be taken off. That's pros.com slash fake the nation. You get your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. Uh, Again, that's pros.com slash fake the nation. Go and get your just super personalized, luxurious skincare products and hair care products. That's what I'm going to try next. So pros.com slash fake the nation. I am the type of person that has subscribed to things, and I have forgotten about those things. I have paid twice for a children's educational app, and I didn't know that I was paying twice for several months. Until that is, I discovered Rocket Money, and because I use Rocket Money, it just showed up all these things. The thing that I was paying twice for that made me incredibly angry, thank God, Rocket Money ended that for me. It also cancels the subscription for you, so you don't have to like go through the hassle of going to that site and figuring out how to cancel. They actually make canceling very difficult. I don't know if any of you have had the experience, but I have been on a like a roundabout eight exit nightmare trying to unsubscribe to something before. Rocket 
get money eliminates that hassle. It also alerts you to an increase in subscription price. And this is something Rocket Money did for me. It negotiates a lower price for something you already subscribe to. So like for my cable bill, it got me a lower price. And I was very happy about that. Nearly 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about, which makes me feel better because I'm one of them. But it makes me feel terrible because what are we doing? Losing that money. Uh, I don't want to waste that money. And I know you don't want to waste that money. If you struggle with these kinds of purchases, if you struggle with finances in general, Rocket Money will help you with the budgeting, help you track your expenses, help you, like I said, cancel those unwanted subscription. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps you lower your bills so you can get back to saving. I mean, me and my husband have been on the warpath and Rocket Money has been a really big part of that. It has over 5 million users with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. The average member has saved up to $740 a year using the app's features, which is, I mean, that tracks for me. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions. Go to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Save the money at rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. And we are back and we're ready for... Topic number two. That's snorting way Hello. too much on this show. <laughs> this, is, this is a pro snort podcast, oh. so yeah, you're you're fine. Um, okay, Trump was acquitted. <laughs> uh, is that? That's can, my intro. Start you, talking. You Trump was fucking acquitted. Excuse me. I like to. So this is like this is one of these great partisan moments in America where, like, if you actually watch what's trending on the Twitters, yeah, uh, all the people on the right are like. Acquitted forever! And all the people on the left are like, impeached forever! And this happens to be one of these situations where we're both right. <laughs> this is like an O.J. Simpson moment. It brings us together. <laughs> no, but in that situation, there was a truth that we just didn't know. Here, it just happens that both truths are correct. Correct. He was forever impeached and at least so far, acquitted. Yeah. He could do something tomorrow. We right. don't know. Yeah, right. I know. Because like, Susan Collins says he's going to learn his lesson and change, but... I don't believe her. Yeah, someone asked me, like, can he get impeached again and then possibly removed again? And I was like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like it's a, it's based on it's like a per crime situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? mean listen, you can't get impeached again on this. I think that would be yeah. a double jeopardy. Right, exactly. I mean, is that Not surprising this, to other, anyone? Did you crimes? guys think something else was going to happen? I wasn't surprised by it. I knew he was going to get acquitted. No, Just, of course not. Uh, I guess. I, oh, I mean, look, I uh, let's talk about the Mitt Romney vote and, and yeah. some of the votes from people like Doug Jones and Joe Manchin. I mean, it was uh, uh, technically a bipartisan vote um, for removal. Right. um, Because Mitt Romney... And two independents. And two independents voted to to, uh, remove. It's like tripartisan, excuse me. Tripartisan. (laughs) Um, and, And I don't know if you guys saw Mitt Romney's speech on the Senate floor, but like the man choked up because he was like, People are going to shit on me hard, but I'm like a man of faith and I can't in good faith uh, acquit this guy. This is obviously a crime. I mean, and and he I mean, there was like he had to stop speaking for Mm -hmm. like 30 seconds because he had to compose himself, you Mm -hmm. know. So it was a very actually I was very moved by that because I also was like, oh, like that's what it looks like when you have 
um, integrity as a politician. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you it, know? it was interesting to see, and I I was uh, scrolling to Twitter yesterday, and then somebody said something that I found interesting. I'll say it so I see what you guys think of it. Someone said it was. Brave of Mitt Romney to do what it did, but also Mitt Romney is a billionaire. So when you're rich, it's much easier to be brave because your money and your political capital is not uh, no. in question. I, yeah. Did you guys I mean, think that played I mean, a, a role lot, in it? Let's be clear. A lot of them Republican senators are really fucking rich and they still didn't do the right thing. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I think, look, I'm not a huge Sherrod Brown fan, um, but... Uh, his piece in the Times, he wrote an op-ed, Senator Sherrod Brown, Democrat from Ohio, wrote an yeah. op-ed in the New York Times saying that private, saying what a lot of us who follow these things closely and have talked to staffers and journalists, you know, we, we know, which is that privately, Republicans would totally vote to impeach the guy. I mean, you listen yeah, to you listen would. to the tortured way in which Lamar Alexander or even Susan Collins talked about it. It's like, you know, Lamar Alexander said, yeah, clearly what he did was wrong. It probably meets the standard of impeachment, but it's wrong if we take this decision out of the hands of the like so it boils down to their cowards scared of him yeah he has i mean then the he has he has engulfed the republican party and they're scared and they have decided that they want to keep their jobs more than they want to actually do their jobs yeah that's it that's crazy to me. Yeah, I I mean I think look, rich people, I I you know, I'm I'm not here to like shit on rich people. I mostly envy them. Is that I mean the we all kind of want to be rich. <laughs> we all want to be rich. Um I, but I think, you know, peer pressure and just being in power and staying in power are probably like stronger like things that move pe- like rich people. Um and I think, you know, I think the one thing about Romney is that he wasn't taking as big a risk as, like, let's say, you know, the senator from Oklahoma, right? right? Because Romney is extremely popular in Utah, uh, because yeah. Mormons are generally um, more anti-Trump than the rest of the country, mm-hmm. even though they may have, you know, still voted for him. They're still of more course. critical of him. They, it, Interestingly, they ha- have more of the, the views that you would think the evangelical community would have which is like this guy is not a good person you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) and so um and so i think like romney was taking like less of a political risk than another colleague would have that said he will be fucking relentlessly targeted by the white house and by trump supporters and that's real and it's scary honestly it can be very dangerous and scary so i think um in that sense he really did step up and do the right thing and i'm i I guess I'm just stunned that more there weren't a couple more that did that. That's the thing. I, really I feel like the Romney be, thing like a Lamar felt, Alexander, or yeah. whatever. You know, some of these people who are also like, you know, they're like closer to the end of their careers. Like I think Susan Collins just got herself a lot closer to the end oh, of her yeah, career. Yeah, she did. I think because I got to tell you, like. There were people protesting in Maine. People are yeah. going to be literally like, protesting outside her offices she, in Maine. Well, if it wasn't Kavanaugh that, n- that nailed the coffin, oh, it's going to be this. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. The Romney thing felt so courageous because there's such a lack of courage in politics. Yeah. 
Like normally that should have been a regular thing. Oh, right. I'm gonna stand for my principles. But nobody does that. So and we're I like, guess, oh my God, finally one guy does. And it. I think in the pre, I guess, I don't know, maybe Newt Gingrich era, it was probably more of a normal thing. Yeah, but you would vote yeah. against your own party and it wasn't right. the end of the world. Like right. it wasn't the biggest fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, and now it really, now we're just like, oh, how courageous, you know? Um, yeah. And right. the standard has, has Mind changed. Mind you, so much. we, on the other hand, are also quite happy that, you know, Manchin and Doug Jones and the Democratic caucus stayed in lockstep. So like we you know the the problem is, right? That this extreme hyperpartisanship, right? Mm-hmm. It's very easy to defend it on your side and hate it on the other side and yeah. vice versa. And I do. And, and let's be clear, I defend it on our side in this moment because to me it feels like a rational reaction yeah. to the complete irrational immorality that we're seeing on the right. Mm-hmm. And yet, I also like if I step back and as an American, I see like, oh, this isn't this isn't good. Right. Like the fact that in effect and the Democratic Party hasn't quite woken up to this yet. But the fact that our election in the fall really is going to be about turning out the base, yeah. exciting, energizing the base. And you will see for better or for worse. And I think there's a long term, short term trade off here. You will see some of the kind of fire and brimstone us versus them, you know, just sort of all like tactics on the left that fire up the base and alienate the other side. And I don't know, the three swing voters. I think there's three left. <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> but like at what cost? Nancy, right? at Gerald what? and Harry. And we are <laughs> after them. <laughs> what states do they live in? <laughs> So Michigan, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. <laughs> isn't it also that weird as an outsider watching American politics? Isn't it weird to you guys that like maybe three to five states decide the elections? Well, we'll every get into time. that. We'll get into that in the next topic. You keep jumping ahead, sir. <laughs> you know, no, Sorry. he's doing but what's called teasing. It's yeah, very yeah, 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 yeah. That's very um, Stay tuned for more on this. Um, but I, yeah, I think. Uh, I guess one thing I just want to say. Tech, technically about the this whole thing is that I didn't think you know I didn't I, I thought I had already grieved the acquittal process <laughs> and then it happened and then you have I, to grieve and then I actually oh. like agree like just last night I was just like oh yeah. you know like I was yeah. just upset um because I think in the movie version of this scenario yeah there's like these handful of Republicans who have such a backbone and such like mm. you know the belief in the Constitution and the, you know and and just a basic sense of morality and they come you know and they save us and that and that didn't happen and so mm. just like the beautiful Hollywood ending that I think mm. in in the deepest precinct of my soul one percent of me really believed that the Hollywood ending was going to happen and it didn't happen so then I was by the know, way the deepest precinct of my soul beautiful oh thank you beautiful so much turn of phrase. yeah that was um, really that yeah. was lovely that's yeah. called podcast poetry I was like wow podcast poetry it's also like I want to organize that precinct oh wait guys <laughs> sorry I... can we caucus in that precinct <laughs> <laughs> um uh, one thing though, I, can we just go back to topic number one for like two seconds because no, we didn't. What do you, I you don't want to move back. I do. I want to move back. I, 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 I 
No, I'm teasing. She's like, you are uh, going too far, but let's go back a little bit. this partisanship <laughs> thing, we fucking really didn't talk about Nancy ripping up the papers. Oh, Nancy. Let's just like talk it. about that really quick because I feel like it, it falls in line with how par- what you were just saying mm-hmm. about the extent of our partisanship and that right now you feel like it's justified on the left. But um, where did you think what what do you think of a move like that from Nancy Pelosi? Is it is it helpful? So look, I mean, let's be clear. She didn't like, you know, with a angry flourish and her tongue sticking out. Like it was just <laughs> it was a very composed ripping up. Right, and it was definitely theatric, and it was meant this. to be caught there on was tape. Like a little, there and was there's a no scowl. question. There was right. like a mild scowl. But I also on the just want to say, like, what he, here's the thing. I. It's just like I always I'm always going back and forth between my sort of like, I don't know, uh, uh, uber civic American, like trying to be above all of it. And also I am in it. I am a partisan. I Mm -hmm. have an opinion on this. So I find it outrageous in this moment that Republicans are all, oh, Nancy ripped up the script and they aren't they don't give a fuck that he didn't shake her hand. She put her hand out. He didn't shake her hand. I don't give a fuck about that, but they care that she ripped up a piece of paper. Like, right? Or, for example, they don't care that he tried to coerce a foreign government (laughs) by threatening our (laughs) national security and the world's security. They care that she ripped up a piece of paper. Fuck up our elections. (laughs) But the lady ripped up some paper. Like, you've got to be kidding me. The sort of scale of moral outrage. Like, give me a goddamn break. And 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 I also think that the media has fucking 70% to do with that. Oh, my God. Because... uh, 90%. Right. They're turning something into a story. Look, she made a statement... Um, I guess I, we just live in an age where that's just going to get... Yes, and, and it look, is. Let and that first, live and spotlight. If, let that live and die on on social media. Like, it does 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 an august um, <laughs> newspaper need to weigh in on the ripping of the paper? I, 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 I wonder Nikki, about yeah, that. The media, is, the media is social media now. I hate this yeah. stuff. It's, it's really sad, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so... Guys, I don't know. Everybody, how do you feel about the impeachment slash acquittal? Um, how do you feel about Nancy ripping up papers? <laughs> how do you feel about the president betraying our country to work in the foreign <laughs> government to fuck up our elections? <laughs> Anyways, mm. how do you feel about all these things? Let us know on all of the social medias that we also hate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on to topic number three. Oh, you get to talk now, TJ. She's ready for you. I know. Finally. <laughs> I know. Waiting. Here's your, yeah. Let's talk about, so, um, you guys, fucking Iowa has a major fucking cock up on a cock app. Uh, so the reporting of their results did not come through on election day, nor did they completely come through the day after. And in a baffling move, this is the thing that made me unfucking believably angry. Unhinged. In a baffling move, they reported some results. What, 60 some like percent? Like 60, 62%. 62%. 62 yeah. Salon writes a headline Why Pete Buttigieg won? What <laughs> are you talking about? The fucking results haven't even been announced. And uh, I, I just think this whole thing was. Never. I, I just wrote this as a, a plug for me uh, to read my column in the Pro- Progressive this month. It is called the Electoral Zombie Apocalypse, and it is about 
how these primaries are god awful yeah. um, and verging on anti democratic. So, like. Oh, you mean like how they just suddenly changed the democratic debate rules so that the billionaire could get on the stage? Uh, yeah. Sorry, for, that well, too. We could talk about okay, that. Yeah. yeah. But my. So, let's just talk about Iowa and how this was handled. Are you guys as angry as I am? It's okay if you're not. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't say angry, but it was. The Iowa thing felt like. You know when you're trying to teach your grandma how to use an iPhone? <laughs> we're just like, oh, we're going to use this new technology to count the votes. And they were like, oh, grandma doesn't know how to make this work. Right. So now we're all screwed. And this is one of the most important primaries. Yeah. If not the most important right. one, right? Okay, one of well, the That's few. the part that's I have a problem with. The so part that's like I my entire column is how that's fucking, fucking insane. insane. Don't get me wrong. I just want to say to all my friends in Iowa, I've spent a lot of time in <laughs> Iowa. I did a lot of organizing in Iowa. I did. I organized a presidential forum uh, yeah. in 2007, back Iowa's before great. everyone did one. Just did a show in Love Des Moines, Iowa. had a wonderful time. Going to go back to city. Iowa City yeah. in a few weeks. Going right? to have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think they have any business having. This much disproportionate power. It's really weird. In our political system. In fact, if it were up to me, you would have all the primaries on one day. You wouldn't have like Why, that would be more effective and getting more a winnowing efficient. and a weeding. Same with New Hampshire. Why do we white. have two of the white. whitest? Why? Yeah. White. White. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's totally true. It's it's what is I the mean, origin so of that? Does anybody to you, know? right? Yeah, as it's a, crazy. As a, as a dirty foreigner no immigrant person or whatever you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. That sounded like Trump was talking to me. You dirty foreign that's immigrant. Right. Farsad whatever you are. Nagin Farsad on Let's cancel her right now. Jesus. She hates immigrants. No, but I, but it's it's baffling, right? <laughs> yes, because I mean, this is a democracy. It's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's your best joke yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you have 90% of the time, a blue state is going to be blue and a red state is going to be red. And then you have those... And haters going to hate. Yes. Four or five people <laughs> in like Pennsylvania, Florida, Michigan. Yeah. Ohio, yeah, sometimes, Ohio sometimes. And maybe Wisconsin. But yeah. those are the places that yeah. decide who gets to be yeah. president. How is that okay? How do people just accept that as I the part of I a democracy? I don't know. And again, I want to point out because I've you've heard me complain about the Electoral College before. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I challenge listeners, figure out if the national vote national popular vote interstate compact is happening in your state. There's multiple states mm-hmm. that have signed on to this legislation, that have passed this legislation. It means that we can circumvent the Electoral College. Um, if enough states join the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact, all we need is the equivalent of 270 electoral college votes. And right now we're at like 196 or something like that. Oh, so that's pretty this close. is fucking possible. And it, if it's not being considered in your state, should you be the person to go to your local elected official and be like, please, yeah. please bring this bill to the, so just, to the legislative floor? Just to put this in some perspective, yeah. Arnie yeah. Berman who's a big reporter for the nation on electoral voting rights and electoral justice. Mm -hmm. And he pointed out yesterday that the senators who voted to impeach Trump represent 18 million more Americans 
than those who voted to acquit. Oh, my God. There you go. So the I'm, fact I'm so that pissed. certain people in our and, th- and that's just one manifestation of this. So when you look at the primaries, when you look yep. at the yeah. elections, yep. the simple fact oh. is that certain people in our country matter more. And and I mean, we could look at that up and down. We could say it matters. Mm-hmm. The donor class matters more than the non-donor class, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. primary state, early primary state people matter more than the, right? The people in swing states in the general matter more than the, yeah, right? The people yeah. who are not incarcerated matter more than the vo- people who are incarcerated who don't get to vote. I mean, I can't believe we're only at the point of deciding whether after you get out of prison, you should get to vote. What about when you're in prison and decisions are being made mm-hmm. about that your life you. and you don't yeah. get to So, and, and, and it's, there's a, it's, to say we have a democracy is so, or even a republic at this point, is so far-fetched, not only to mention the 300 years of failure along these regards, right, but, right, right. but that we are not actively doing anything to fix the system, but rather moving Actively in the wrong direction, yeah, uh, is uh, you know absolutely, completely, and totally maddening. I think the, that statistic about the eighteen million more people is maybe the most important thing that you'll hear on this podcast today. <laughs> that's so fucking yeah, bananas yeah, to me. That's, that's crazy. And uh, and I, and I I just want to say the other frustrating thing is. The delegate count. So again, and as of this morning, I don't know if I, Iowa. There's the, the Times has also done, done some reporting that the, yes. the con, there are inconsistencies in the pre- precincts that have been reported. So even the results that we do have are kind of unclear as of now, I guess. So the number of delegates doesn't match the popular vote necessarily. So there was a point at which, and I don't know where we are now. I'm confused, but there was a point at which Pete Buttigieg had the delegate count. And Bernie but had the Bernie popular. had the popular vote. <clears throat> and uh, anyways, Elizabeth Warren should have had all of it. Doesn't matter. Um, but <laughs> <into> the <laughs> sister. I don't get. I. I so it's like I get, the 2016 wa- election all over I again. I want to. No, I want it. Look, no, no, no. Look and look. Much love to Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders. Much love. Uh, but I want to make clear to everyone who is feeling this pressure because we're now getting all these ridiculous half-baked stories about why it is that Pete Buttigieg won, which we don't even really know if that's true because of the app and the thing and the inconsistencies and not all the precincts are reported. I want everyone to remember that you should continue to vote your conscience. This is not about what Iowa right. n- n- sort of decided. <sighs> this is not about that. You know, like if you have a candidate, let that person be your candidate. You well, know? this is a problem. And, and I wrote something about this, I think. Um, maybe I put it on Twitter. I can't remember because I have a concussion. However, <laughs> <laughs> that the problem oh, is, you know, it is so funny. To it's me. taking Thank you. its toll. Uh, <laughs> that. You, you know, you, you, you came to the United States in 2008, so yeah. maybe you haven't had this memory. But you and I, I think, Nagin, have had a memory where we remember actually voting in primaries for the person we wanted to win. Yeah. Like, it was this novel idea where it was like, the primary, we should choose the person we like yeah. and vote for them. And what's shifted, particularly in this election, and I think it shifted because of, uh, I mean, it just started shifting before because of social media. It started shifting because of the sort of polification, the Nate Silverification yeah. of our elections. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. we're all suddenly, instead of just the political class talking about polls, now the mainstream is talking about polls. We're suddenly in this election, and because the stakes are high, we feel like the stakes are high. We are there is all kinds of evidence that people are not necessarily voting for who or saying they support who they like, but who they think other people will like, and that is a really 
uh, let me think of the best shorthand here, fucked up way to internalize the, your not even the realities of the prejudices and biases of a society, but your belief about the realities of the prejudice in society, which isn't arguably a way to compound those prejudices. So mm-hmm. for example, just to pick one data point, uh, the majority of Americans, according to polls, would vote for a woman for president. Yeah. Yeah. However, they do not believe that, their that neighbors... the majority of Americans would support a woman for president. Therefore, they're not, they're supporting, not supporting a woman, woman for, president. for president. So this yep. this dynamic of not pick. Let me let me just also say. So for in the other words, Americans are cowards. They just do what they think they what should they, do, as well, opposed to what they want like to do. It's like a weird peer pressure based yeah. on false data. Is basically what's happening. And it's racism and sexism. I mean, there is look. There is this definite thing here where, and I don't get it. I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry to everyone who's going to attack me on the internet. <laughs> I don't read it anyway, so fuck y'all. But. No, not our listeners. Um, our listeners are really actually. Oh, nice. good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't. I was joking about the fuck y'all thing. That was the concussion. Um, <laughs> so, but like, there is a sense also from people I've been talking to that like this election is too important to trust to a woman or a person of color. Hmm. So we got to get a white guy in there, and uh. we, you know, because the. Ukraine stuff. Maybe it's not Biden. And he also does every time he opens his mouth like we. So 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 suddenly think about this. Our racism and our sexism is so ingrained in this country and in the Democratic, uh, you know, populace that we are going to pick a green mayor of the 299th biggest city in the country Uh. who has never won even statewide election and think that he yeah. Oh. Has a better shot. I just want to be clear about something. Any of these candidates, if the conditions are right, any of them, any of the Democrats can beat Trump. If the conditions are wrong, none of them can. So it's less about that. And it's and by the way, this whole notion of like he's going to appeal to these three swing voters. Well, that's not what's going to determine this election. No. It's who's going to turn excite also, and I turn out the Democratic base. Again, I yeah, I don't understand why the right is so happy to just turn a, have a base operation where their entire electoral outcome is based on turning out the base for voting, but the left doesn't and we have a larger base. I don't understand why we can't. We're like concerned about flipping some fucking some, I don't know, suburban voters who voted for Trump. Why? Yeah. Like, let's just turn out our base. Why are we concerned with, why don't we have a base strategy? I don't, I don't it's, understand that. It's weird. That. There's a fight going on, and I don't know what the rules are, yeah. but on some level, it feels like the right is winning. <laughs> yes! And, but I don't know exactly but, what the parameters are. And it makes are. no sense demographically. It makes no sense. Yes. And as you mentioned before, yeah. the 18 million people more, it makes no sense. Yeah. We don't, They don't have the numbers. None of it makes sense. And we're and if we're operating out of fear instead of right. conviction, do you? I can't. I don't even, even want to dignify Pete Buttigieg as a winner. Like I wouldn't. I want to dignify him as like a sound and good man and blah blah yeah, blah. Like yeah. he's a good person. I have nothing <clears throat> against him. Whatever. Um, also, I continue to say pete booty gig in my head. I think it's <laughs> I fun. You. I think it's fun. I might do that. Um, it's really fun. Pete it's just a fun p- pete booty gig. And I love you. anyway, um, good. but I but I I think do you think he's now is 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 somehow which which is very strange because he's still a gay man. <laughs> like yeah. he still would be a 
as wild. a gay, as a gay, by the way, yeah, I'm like, I'm super proud that yeah. Iowa, like that he did so well in Iowa. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. Still right. doesn't think I think he should be president. Right. Absolutely. Right. That's it. And you're allowed. But and can, yeah, can I go back to, please go ahead. Sorry. I wanted to piggyback on what you said about like the, this thing in the air about people feeling like this is too important to trust to a woman or a person of color. And it speaks to something about the soul of America mm. as a nation, like what people like. And I've always theorized that uh, the presidency of Obama led to the presidency of Trump mm, in yeah. the weirdest way possible yeah. because America felt like, oh, there was a black guy. Clearly, we're not progressive enough to go from black guy to woman. Mm. We have to go back. Or just like too to much. A, it's, ah, it's too yeah, much. Yeah, let's on, just do on. a white man, what we used to. Like, even if it's the worst you white get man cream. possible. You don't get whipped cream and a cherry. Let's just get Come him on. there. Oh, we need a transitional white male to feel good again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then to, maybe like, now. To stabilize a little. We'll and see then... what we can do. And it feels weird now. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I... it looks like he might get it again. Oh, I, I mean, look, if I'm making predictions at this point, oh, no. I think Trump wins re-election. And I yes. think... That there are a host of reasons for that, probably, uh, but mostly it has to do with the economy. If the economy is good, yeah, people gonna right. Bear in mind, <laughs> bear in mind, somewhere between eight and eighteen percent or something of uh, Obama voters voted for Trump. By the way, bear in mind that ten percent of Bernie supporters went on to vote for Trump. Right. So it's not like you know when we talk about who those swing voters are, like we don't even quite know who they are. I do want to go back to something you said in a game, yeah. which I think is really really important. Yeah, say this, and then I'm going to bring up one last thing on this. Oh, and you're going to just blow the whole thing up. <laughs> um, well, no, there is, look, there is a uh, implicit racism within the Democratic establishment, I think, that acts as though the only, quote, like, that has for a long time treated the quote-unquote legitimate voters as white working class voters, in particular white male working class voters that in mm-hmm. the in 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 and in our sort of political ideal, in the voters we obsess about, we worry about, we what happened to them? What happened to them in 2016? What happened to them in 20 right? We don't obsess and worry about black women voters who have been, for instance, the literal backbone right. of the Democratic, the Democratic electorate. Party, yeah. You cannot so Buttigieg, for instance, has no pa- I don't care if forget put oh aside if he's God. gonna be a good president. Or not, he can't win. Yeah, with less than two percent of black support, which is what he's at. Did you now. see but when nobody he was... in the Democratic establishment is freaking out about that? Right, They're right, like, right, right. But can he win, Joe the Plumber? And that is, it's, and even it, with yeah. Obama. So the it's fact again, is, it's like, a, it's like a. Why aren't we concerned about our base? Because <laughs> because we never because there's a sort of. I'll tell you this. I mean, there's there's a there's. I think this goes to a kind of. Um, Oh, fuck my concussion. What's the word I'm thinking of? (laughs) Inferiority complex among Democrats, right? That rather than just be like, you know what? We are, and this is Steve Phillips' work. Steve Phillips is a political activist, and and he studied all the political demographics and voting demographics. and, And Democrats can win with people of color, young people, and progressive whites. Like, boom. That's it. Yeah. You win. So, but you then have to, as a Democratic establishment, read which is, by the way, largely white corporate centrist and elite, you'd have to be like, that's good. But they, th- there's some mythology around like it's that is an bizarre. insufficient. 
efficient or whatever. Like we don't win right. if we don't win the Rust Belt. Like yeah, uh, don't you know. lose your train of thought. But did you guys watch his fake victory speech? Yeah. And behind him, there was like this row of black women. I don't know where he found them. <laughs> he just put well, them there. Well, that was there the one percent of black like, women who supported. Him. Look at all these black women who support me. Like are these people he paid? Okay. I don't know. I'm gonna pivot the conversation real quick um, to this one little thing that was interesting. Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. uh, you may know as a podcaster, uh, mm. he Stand almost has too. as many yeah. listeners as we do here at Fifth the Nation. Uh, <laughs> okay, wow. he has millions but interestingly, of they're, they're less transphobic and racist <laughs> and Islamophobic. So, <laughs> oh my God, by the way, Fake the Nation listeners are like, <laughs> look the kindest, most civically engaged. Anyway, yeah. like so interestingly different. Anyway, um, Joe Rogan partially sort of pseudo endorsed Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders kind of used this moment as a like, look, Joe Rogan. Right. Joe Rogan has a huge following. Millions and millions. He has 7.2 million subscribers on YouTube. I mean, on YouTube alone. That's not even counting. No, no, no. 7.2. One nine 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 million more than this than I have, right? You're about to say this show. No, We're no, not I even was, on YouTube. This show. I was like, neither am I. So and then you get this, this joke doesn't and all fucking work. Continues. Sorry, yeah. continue. So okay, so Bernie used this as like, oh, Joe Rogan's like endorsing me, whatever. Uh, then people got mad because people are like, Bernie, why are you like touting Joe Rogan and supporting you? Joe Rogan has some questionable views. What do you think about this whole controversy? You want to go first because I feel like I might defer on with you. Well, I have way. two. I have two observations. <laughs> yeah. My first okay. is I don't understand why you don't videotape the, this and put it on YouTube. Well, yeah, it just seems should. like I you know. should. We may. Wait, that's something we and then we're fucking do. coming for you, Joe Rogan. Number one <laughs> and number two. Um, yeah, it's fucked up. I mean, it's fucked up. And like this to me is, and let me be clear about something. I endorsed Bernie Sanders in 2016. It was the first time anybody had ever given a shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to support for president, and I supported him not without reservations right, on some right, of his right. policies, and yeah, and and certainly the way that some of his base and supporters behave. Um, but because I want to move the Democratic Party further to the left, he stands for that, and 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 then I was happy and went on very enthusiastically to support Hillary at the convention, and, yeah, in the, right. in the general election. Um, I am not supporting him this time. I have endorsed Elizabeth Warren, and mm-hmm. part of the reason. Uh, is because of the vitriol and nastiness of his base. To 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 wit, when I actually endorsed him, I spoke at like this, you know, yeah. like three thousand or something people in Prospect Park in Brooklyn. I gave a speech. I was endorsing Bernie. I was introducing Bernie, and I had two lines in there that said, "You know what? I also think Hillary Clinton would be a great president." And she and Bernie agree on ninety percent of things. Right. Both yeah, true statements. Nice. Yeah. And you know what? They booed. <gasps> they booed. And my kid, who at the time was like eight, was on stage with me, was then and still is a big Hillary fan. She wow. supported Hillary in the primary, not Bernie. And they booed. And my kid, we get off the stage. She's like, did they just boo me, mom? And I'd be like, no, 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 no. But I mean, like, oh, what? Yeah. Like, just yeah. so Why? nasty. And so to Why? me, the Joe Rogan thing, if it were an isolated incident, I wouldn't care. But it fits within this sort of, like, willingness to not. He has this, this, I there are people I love who support Bernie. Uh, who are on his staff, who, right? I'm, Some I, of my and, best friends are Bernie I know. supporters. And the failure to rein in 
this vitriolic, yeah, nasty, yeah, yeah. scorched earth. The whole thing with Elizabeth Warren, like Elizabeth Warren handled the, that. Did he say it? Did he not say yeah, it about yeah, her being yeah. a woman president? She handled it and her team handled it with honor. His He was sort of suggesting his people go after her. And on his, on Twitter, they yeah. started a never Warren thing. Like it was just nasty. And I'm mm-hmm. sick of that. And the Rogan thing just feeds right into that. They should never have promoted it. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, Rogan has like questionable. He has people on that I, you know, I don't think should have that kind of millions and millions of person platform. You know, I, I you know, I, at the same time, he's looking for people, right? He's looking for markets of people. Right. Uh, so I understand like from a just sort of like pure business of campaigning perspective, like why? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, Joe Rogan's platform is so big that he's, I don't know if it's fair to say that, but I think he has enough clout that he can influence elections. And he can actually Ooh. get people who would normally not vote to vote. And I think that's a good thing, especially for the left right, or like someone like Bernie. I think that's a good thing. man, I think. Yeah, in a way. He speaks to certain people would, that would the normal politician doesn't reach. And I think the media made a huge deal out of it because I listen to Joe again fairly often. And he said stupid things like yeah. most podcasters do, but I don't think Joe Ogan is somebody I would qualify. podcast host uh, excluded. (laughs) That's right. That's right. But I don't think he's somebody I would qualify as transphobic. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Either Uh, way, I don't... Well, since some people might disagree with that. Yeah. But he can endorse. Right. The question is... He can endorse. That's Bernie And getting him to get people to vote. It's not even... It's it's whether... Promoting it. They made a promotional They made an ad. Yeah, yeah. They made an ad. And that's not going to help. The the answer is like, if if Joe Grogan is going to turn out his... Like, I understand. He's not the case. KKK, like whatever. It's not right, something yeah. you should right. say. No, no, no. He's not. Yeah, yeah. We don't accept that endorsement. That's I get that right. because I believe people can change. I believe people can learn. I believe people can grow. I believe people who, you know, mm-hmm. were transphobic can become more yeah. accepting. I believe people can, like like yes. So I just think that the decision to wrap your arms around Joe Rogan and embrace yeah. and promote that endorsement that you can just let Joe decision. Rogan passively endorse you yeah. and not do anything about it, which yeah. I think is the smarter move. And I think Joe Rogan was not even aware that the Bernie people were going to use his endorsement right, like right, that. Right, right, so right, it right. felt like a desperate political move. But I think the endorsement came from a place of knowledge because Bernie went on his podcast and they spoke for about three hours. So yeah. he kind of got to know him a little bit. He's like, I like what this guy stands for, so I would probably vote for him. Right, right. Not even an official endorsement. That's all he said. Yeah, and it yeah, turned yeah. into this it was, big it, deal. Right, it was. That's why I called it like a partial endorsement. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't yeah. like even such an official thing. All so, right, you guys. Who are you? How do you feel? I don't know. Iowa, please. Can we, with this electoral college, oh, and with gerrymandering, electoral college, gerrymandering, and voter suppression are the three fucking major hurdles of, of, of our democracy, and we need to be able to surpass them, change all of it and then have a stable democracy. But the first thing we need to do is actually turn out so that we can get back some of our power. And I'm talking about governorships in addition to presidential. Okay. I'm I can see you exhausted. losing hope as you no, talk no, about No, no, I'm this. not. I'm very hopeful. And the elections you should are see hopeful. She looks super fucking hopeful right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. That's the end of the show. How do you feel? Ooh, I don't oh. want it ever to end. <laughs> I, had a, I had a good time. Good exchanges. I really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, yeah. thank you. 
Thank you. Um, we enjoyed talking to you. Uh, you guys, I would love for the people of Big Nation to be able to follow you and all the stuff that you do. TJ, where do they find you? I'm uh, at TJ Standup on all the social media we hate, like you talked yeah. about yes, Twitter yes, and all the social media Instagram. Yeah, at TJ Standup. Great. Um, guys, fucking get out there, see him perform and yeah. all that. He's fantastic. My gosh, I'm going. Uh, Sally. Uh, at Sally K-O-H-N on all the social media <laughs> platforms that I also hate. And yeah. I w- <laughs> any day I'm going to quit. But give me a reason, Faith the Nation. Give me a reason to, to not. Yeah. Um, mm. And you guys, uh, like I said, please check out my article, Electoral Zombie Apocalypse in the Progressive. Um, it's like tweet- I tweeted it out, so it's there. Uh, be- and share it because I'm really mad. I'm really mad at this and I really need I really need this primary situation to change. I was mad in the last primary season, um, but now I'm like, oh, are we just going to keep letting this happen every four years? It's horrendous. So let's stop. You know, let's really stop. Okay. Um, and uh, and you know where to find me and all of the things that I hate. But what I would really like to do is be able to thank the production team here at Fake the Nation. That's our producer, Anita Flores, our talented audio. Oh, they're getting a round of applause. Our talented, talented audio engineer, Andy Christens. Gabby Alter wrote our theme music. And Lily Fleshler helps with research. And you guys, if you like the show, if you like uh, what you hear, please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts because it helps people find the show. That's an actual thing. And we love hearing from you um, so leave us a voicemail 347-770-4981 or drop us a line at comments at fakethenation.com um, give us your guest ideas your topic ideas anything you think we should be talking about I'm here to to listen and uh, and and bring those into the show alright guys next week goodbye goodbye